Praise the Lord. My voice. <laughs> as soon as we started singing, but I'm like, I'm going to praise God. I couldn't help it but think about when we started singing the older songs. My mind took me all the way back to eight years old, nine years old, and we'd sing those songs, and I mean, it would be the first two words out, and people would be out just going crazy, and we'd do all kinds of medleys before medleys were popular. We'd do go into that and go into, I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. I got it. I got it. How many remembers those songs? I don't ever want to forget it. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that the Lord saved me in time to, to remember that. And I don't, I want my girls to remember that. I want my girls to have a church that no matter what we're singing, yes, we sing new songs that appeal to, to this generation, but it's still the same thing we're singing over and over again about God's goodness. So I'm glad to be here today. And we're going to start off with a little, <clears throat> I might need some water. Um probably better without it. Thank you, babe. Uh, okay. We're going to do a little uh, something different today before I start. And so it's a participation thing that we're going to do, okay? And it's something that's not hard. We can all do this, all right? It's going to require you maybe moving out from where you are, and it's all right. Um, You'll be, you'll be okay, I promise. But what we're going to do is we're going to get into groups. And I know this is crazy, but we're going to get into groups. And it's going to determine, it's going to be determined by your birth month. So I'm born in July. So your job is to find other people that are born in your month and kind of try to congregate to a circle, a group. I'm hoping all the months are represented here today, but that may not be. So in just the next couple of minutes... And be kind, the older ones, don't make them walk as far, so maybe go around and say, what group are you, and try to congregate that. But you have about two minutes to get into a group of the birth month that you belong to. I know this is crazy. I know this is crazy. I need everybody participating. Get in your group. Holler out like an auctioneer if you need to. some groups being formed. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but really this, this is everybody's game. You all were born. Sister Ivy is October. If there's an October group, is this October? October. Sister Ivy is October right there. I'm July, April over here, but I'm going to stay up here July, people, but we're the best, but shh. 
All right. I don't, I'm not seeing 12 groups, so there's a good chance that we don't have 12. Okay. If I can have everybody's attention now. All right. I want everybody looking around. Do we have a January group here? Is there no Januaries? Are there no Januaries? Are there Februaries? Februaries. What about March? March? April? <laughs> May? June? July? August? All right, Sister Shelby, all right, the three musketeers are together. What did I just say, August? September. September, Brother Casey, you're not alone. October. I heard you all loud and proud the whole time. October. November. Jules. Oh, Jules, if Tess was here, she'd be with you. December, Chrissy's, Chrissy. All right, just for a minute, I want you to stay where you are. I'm not going to read all this, but I just want to, science and tests and all that, this is little things that supposedly mean by the birth month that's your, your personality. Okay, so let's, let's find out. There were no Januaries, is that right? So we'll skip January. We'll skip over that since there's nobody here from January. February. Relationships are incredibly important to people born in February. And one of your main characteristics is your empathy for others. There's traits about you. You're a realist. You're intelligent, attractive. (laughs) Temperamental. Shy, humble, quiet, honest, loyal, and smart. Now, where's my March, guys and girls? March. People born in March are often very lucky people, but we don't believe in luck here, do we? Often in the right place at the right time, you have the potential to make a lot of money. Claim it, claim it, claim it. But then lose it quickly. Okay. Personality traits of people born in March. Attractive, reserved. Shy, secretive, honest, sensitive, generous, and understanding. April. Ambitious and charismatic. People born in April are meant to be leaders. You can be stubborn, bossy, smart, and creative, which is a good combination. It means you are always surrounded by friends and loves. You're active, dynamic, decisive, emotional. May. May. Um... You're ruled by your need for (laughs) self-expression. People born in May are often talented musicians, actors, writers, or creators. You can be stubborn, but you're motivated, understanding, hardworking, beautiful, strong-willed, and hard-hearted sometimes. June. June. Polite, kind, sensitive, stubborn, temperamental, humorous, talkative, daydreamer, friendly. People born in this month are very, could be very jealous, but also romantic. 
Who, is that Aaron Coleman back there? <laughs> July, that's me. Okay. I'm just going to read the good stuff. No. <laughs> Caring, sympathetic, and sincere, people born in July are very candid and well-loved by those close to them. You have the potential to be geniuses. You're... You are funny, secretive, quiet, honest, friendly, temperamental, tactful, sometimes moody, witty, and caring. August. Oh. <laughs> oh, he just told Brother Moody she's always moody. Okay. Traits of people born in August. Where's the August people again? Okay, back there. Humorous, romantic, friendly, sensitive, generous. Caring, fearless, brave. People born in August are always described as loving. You care deeply about those around you and value relationships and marriage above all else. You tend to see the good in everyone, which can be to your detriment. You learn new things easily and spy others with your infectious enthusiasm. August seems to be maybe a, the best month I've read about so far. They didn't say a lot of negative about August. September. People in this month thrive in an organized environment. And I am so clearly not a September person. You are intelligent and often very spiritual. You are careful, quiet, can be stubborn, calm, sympathetic, understanding. You can be very picky. And you, you have to try to be less secretive in order to let people into your life. October babies and people, October, yay, Wanda's waiting patiently. People born in October almost always get their way. Did I say my youngest was born in October? All they have to do is think about what they desire and it just seems to happen. They can sometimes be argumentative. They're loyal, opinionated, fair, emotional, honest, and decisive. Friends are the center of your universe. Not only do you value the relationships, you also love to better them. Often beautiful, but sometimes you can lose your confidence easily. November, Julia. You're determined, hardworking, sensitive, empathetic, dynamic, Romantic. You have lots of great ideas and you're very determined to succeed in life. December. Merry Christmas crew right here. You're trustworthy, patriotic, interactive, generous, honest, often the bell of the ball. You have a very busy social calendar and love to keep busy with friends and family. You love to be loved and sometimes you do like to be the center of attention. Sister Butler, Sister Butler, we called you out on it. <laughs> Ambitious and hardworking, your future is always going to be bright. Okay, I thought this was interesting. And honestly, I want us to look around. Um, January is the only one we missed here, really. But we're all here. We all come from different things. Now, some of this is true. It's like anything else that you read. I've read the birth order book, you know, supposedly how you're born. 
a lot of that's true, but sometimes it's not true. But I thought this was interesting. And if you're like me, I like to pick out the good it said about me, and then I'll just discard anything negative or bad. But you can return to your seats for, for right now. First of all, what I loved about doing that is it literally made you all get up and it made you interact with other people that you may not have talked to today. Is that true? And it's not that you don't want to talk to them because you don't like them, but it's just sometimes how it happens at church. I find myself almost every week going home thinking, I didn't get to so-and-so. I didn't get to go see them. I wish I would have hugged their neck. It's just life. We get busy. We all have reasons why, you know, we got parents that are making sure their kids are taken care of after church. We have some of you that have to leave early. Um, I'm up here. The praise team's up here. So a lot of times after church, we don't get to see everybody. So I wanted to do that first just so you could kind of mingle just for a minute. But I also wanted to point out that we are all so different. And although that all doesn't mean that it's true about us according to our birth months. I don't know how they come up with all this this stuff. But we all are so different. And I know that in several of our Bible classes, we've talked along these lines, but we're a family. And um, our relationships with one another matter. And But I can only, I'm not an expertise. I haven't went to psychology class or anything like that. I can just say things that I know just through learning with my life. But with me having three girls, I can honestly tell you that they are not exactly alike. Their personalities are not exactly alike. Um, But yet, I know they love each other. They don't all like the same things. They Sometimes they do love the same things. My husband and I, we used to be more opposite than we are now. I do think after 26 years of marriage, we've kind of grown to like a lot of the same things, a little bit more alike. But there's some, there's some things he will never like that I've prayed he would, such as coffee. Do you know how nice it would be, babe, if you enjoyed coffee? I made it this morning, and it trickled all the way back to our bedroom, and I knew when it did. He's like, did you make coffee? It makes him sick, and I'm sorry. But man, I wish he really would like coffee because that would be something we could enjoy together. But he wished that I enjoyed crab legs, lobster, and I've never tried either one and I don't plan on it. I just, (laughs) but that's something we can enjoy together. But that doesn't determine how I like you just because you like something different than I do. Um, Our relationships matter. Um, John 15, 12. John, would you... Um, put that up on the screen, please. A lot of this is redundant, what we've talked about. I think I even hit this for one of my lessons. But I am so glad for people that love me and all of my craziness. I am very scattered. I'm, I'm very forgetful. Um, I get great ideas. You guys would not believe how many ideas come in this brain pretty much when I sit down and think about all the cool things we could do, even here. If I'm not careful, I can sit there and I just start thinking, oh, we could do da 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 I get great ideas, but sometimes I'm not a follow-through person. 
um, because I get too many ideas. And then you just can't. I look at people who are so organized, and I long to have a little bit more organizations. Okay, John 15, 12. Let's read it together. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And then James 2 and 8. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well. Love. Love, love, love. Remember the series my husband did, What's Love Got to Do With It? I loved that series. One thing that I will tell you, we get texts from visitors or correspondence from visitors, and I can, I'm being sincere when I say this. We are known as a very loving church. Very loving. Um... The, when the Bible tells us, though, how, how will you know I'm God's disciple is if we have love one towards another. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're not loving each other. I'm bringing out another point now. Love looks different on everybody. There's love languages that, that mean a lot. Everybody has a love language. And there's a great book that we recommend to people getting married. But... Um, it's for anybody. We all have a love language. And if we're not careful, we have a problem of thinking our love language should be everybody else's love language. Um, but my love language is different than my husband's. Um, some people like when you give them a gift. And especially if that gift is very thoughtful or something they know that you really, really like or something that acts of service is another love language. Um, I think that's probably something I love doing something for somebody and I it does mean a lot if somebody does something that means a lot like my husband he knows I love this certain drink from Starbucks it's not a coffee drink but even if it was he would still do it but he has surprised me and and showed up from a trip when he's come through with that drink all the way from Cape Girardeau he knows that and it brightens my day when he walks in and I see that chai tea thing that he's one time waited in line 30 minutes for I didn't know it I didn't know he was going to do it but he brought that to me I'm affectionate if you know me I have to be careful I get in people's spaces and I don't mean to but I love to hug I love to pat I love I'm a I'm a toucher like that I just like to feel you you know but not everybody's like that I have tried to hug people and they're as stiff as a board they're not bad. They're not comfortable. That's not their love language. That's I love to, to hug. Um, what's some, that's three. I'm trying to think of words of affirmation. Some people really thrive on, they want to hear words of affirmation. Like Sister Butler, your blouse is so beautiful. You look so pretty today. Some people just love to hear great things. Me? It just depends because I'm very skeptical of myself. So you could come up to me and say, oh, my word, you look so beautiful today. And my first reaction sometimes, and I've gotten a lot better, but a lot of times, years in past, I'd be like, you know, I, I couldn't receive it. That's not really my love language because if you don't really believe what people are saying, you, it's like you're kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Does that make sense? Um, I can't think of the fifth one. These are not just all, but we all have different ways that we, that make us happy, that make us feel better. And as a church body, 
I think if we understand that, then we'll be able to realize not everybody is like me. Not everybody loves to be touchy-touchy. Not everybody laughs real hard and loud and obnoxious like me. Some people are meek and quiet, and I love that. It doesn't mean that they're not cool or they're not my type of person just because they don't do what I do. We are all God's family. Relationships are important. We need to be kind, tender-hearted towards one another, forgiving. That's a whole lesson in itself. Forgiveness. And we've heard it. It's not about that other person. It's about you. Um, and that is so true. Um, from the smallest of offense to deep, deep, deep hurts, um, there is a great message. We've recommended it before. Brother Chatwell preached it here. And it's, you can find it online. He's preached it several places. But if you ever find yourself in a place of hurt... I, that's a great message to go and listen to. It's called um, The Tragedy of a Wounded Spirit. And I'm, I think we've all had that. I think we've all been, been wounded. But your attitude towards one another is important. Our tongue affects our relationships. It's the most unruly thing in our body. More times than not, I'm ashamed to admit my tongue has, I've not controlled it. And that is an area that if we ask God to help us in, it's probably one of the top areas that we all could use help in. It is, there's death and life in what we say. And I, I think about the word of God and how none of it is written in, in haste. Every word matters. And when I really consider that every word spoken out of my mouth is I'm going to be held accountable for, Yikes. It scares me the things I've said. And it doesn't matter if you're just with that one person you can vent to or, or even out of haste. Like I said, this, I'm going to just tell you, I'm gonna tell my, I always tell myself, Lord help us, he said. But everything we say can come back to us. And um, when Tess was two years old, the stomach virus was going around, <laughs> and she got it, and so other people had gotten it, and I said out loud, maybe I'll get it and lose a few pounds. Now, God didn't punish me. That's not what happened, but I will tell you that night when I ended up getting the stomach virus, I was like, God, forgive me for uttering those words out of my mouth. I should not have ever said that. But what have we said out loud that potentially could have harmed somebody, not even realizing what we said? Um, I look at my kids, and out of frustration sometimes, I've not said the nicest things. There's ways that you can address things without being harsh. And I think we need to ask God to help us with our tongues. Um, because I want to speak life into people. I want to speak positive things into people. Now, you know those people that everything's positive. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't. But I know a couple people that you will never, ever see them without a smile. Everything's yay, 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 yay. I, I don't know if I'll ever be that good, Brother Nelson. But there are people that everything's positive. Everything's positive. What's the harm of speaking out positive? It's better than negative. Negative words can hurt. Um... If we're not careful, we can be self-centered. 
even when we don't realize it, even when we're not trying to be self-centered. Naturally, we tend to focus on ourselves and our needs in, the, in, in everyday life. Philippians 2.4 tells us we should look for the well-being of others. When I was little, my pastor always said joy. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. That doesn't mean to never think about yourself, never do self-care. That's very, very important. And I think past generations sometimes maybe didn't realize how important it was to take care of yourself too. But you do need to take care of yourself. But don't forget other people. Romans 12.10, Paul describes three attitudes that should govern our relationship with others. Kindly affectionate and with brotherly love, with honor, preferring one another. For I say to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he thinks of others. So I can't think that I'm better than you. And, and we have to look at everybody the way God does. My girls are learning Proverbs and some of the other quizzers, which I can't wait to talk about that later on in the service. But Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, Solomon lists seven things the Lord hates. A proud look, a lying tongue. Heads that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that are swift to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that sows discord among the brethren. Those are seven things. The seventh one is what they said that he hates. He resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Help us to be humble. Let's, let's ask God to help us to be humble. Our relationships with one another are going to help build this church. We are at a place at First Church. We are in revival. I'm so thankful for the new families that are here. And I think we do a really good job at loving one another. Um, I'm just going to do a little show of hand another thing. How many has been in this church 50 years? Has anybody been in this local assembly 50 years? Sister McMillan, Sister Holligan, anybody else 50 how about 40? Brother Moody, Brother Marty? 30? 30 or more? Sister Butler, Brother Casey? Sister Sandy? 20 years? We're almost there. We're almost there. Julie and Rebecca. <laughs> 10? Aaron Coleman, Sister Raynell, Sister Scar, Brother Keith Johnson. Five years? Do we have any five years? Brother Jared. One year? Sister Wanda, Sister Junie. Junie's been here. Six months? Do we have any six-monthers? Sister Amber, Brother Jason. Just a few weeks. Do we have any brand new that it just started a few weeks? The, the Roberts have been here. How long have you all been coming now? Several months. Yeah, several months. I'm so thankful that we have a wide variety because that shows to me that we are in revival and that we're doing something good here. We're doing something right. And I just felt like with that opening thing that we did, and I saw all of you laughing, smiling, I know that there is love in this church, and I pray that we can be more intentional, not just here with one another. Every service, we're having visitors, every service, and we do have teams that we, we have in place that are welcoming our guests. I shouldn't say visitor. We have guests, 
We're welcoming those. But let's be more intentional. I'm so glad that Mike and Teresa are here. It's my husband's cousins. And we're so glad you guys are here today. My husband, I'm sure, will address that too. But every service, let's try to be more intentional. Let's maybe not try to race out so fast. I remember growing up, and I, we've, we've had it here even recently. People don't seem to want to leave after service. You know why? Because we love one another so much. We don't want to leave your presence. I don't know about you, but it seems like once we leave here on Sunday and Monday hits, it's crazy. It's crazy. And all of you that work secular jobs and you're, you're around things that are not here, your week has to get pretty rough sometimes. We need each other. We need, Jerry and Ashley, how long have you all been coming? Almost three years. Jerry got the Holy Ghost on his job. So God can move on your secular job, let me tell you that. That was one of the best texts that we ever got. <laughs> that was awesome. I want us to love one another. You guys are amazing. You make me feel loved, and I hope that I make you feel loved, just like you do me. Let's, that we never could be too loving. Now, that's a whole other thing. You can be kind of too... I don't, I don't want you to go up and just start touching everybody just because I said I like to hug. Don't, don't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. And especially if they're up here praying, please don't like maul people. I'm not saying that. But you can never love too much. When I was eight years old and walked into the Pentecostal church in Vandalia, Illinois, let me tell you, we may think that those little kids back there don't have a clue. When they come running out, the little kids that have no family here, and they come running out and they go to an adult and hug them. I know you will never know how much loving those kids back there. And let me also tell you this. I'm not just talking about the ones that don't have family here and they're just coming with other people. Our family's kids back there, show them love when they walk through those doors. It's important that we show the guests that are here or the ones that don't have family. They need us. They need us so badly. But we also have great kids from your family sitting here. Let's make sure they feel our love as well. Let them think that Sunday school and this church is the greatest thing. I also want to end with this. I was talking to my husband and I testified Wednesday night about how I was privileged because my mom started going to church when I was eight and nine years old. My Sunday school teachers praying over me like I know they do back there. Growing up and me running the aisles at eight and nine years old because other people ran the aisles. I want this church to never lose. I want us to stick to the basics and never, ever outgrow that. I told Pastor, I'm so thankful that he lets us testify on Wednesday nights. I never want to outgrow that. The only way we could ever outgrow that is when this church is so full, we just wouldn't have time to hear testimonies from everybody. But I love that he still lets us testify to God's goodness. Because when I was little, that meant a lot to me. To hear a saint stand up and say what God had done for them that week. Let's be encouragers. Let's love one another. And find people that you connect with. Build those relationships. It's so very important. No one should be alone. No one should be an island. And if you feel forgotten sitting here, please don't be too shy to reach out because sometimes we're busy and we don't see it we don't do it intentionally reach out and find somebody to connect with in this body bless you